Yeah, there we go. Okay, we're just kidding around, folks, but we're really going to do this for you right now. Here we go. A one, a two. Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Unreleased track. One, two, three. I was lost in this life. Just another tragic end to a hopeful start, but I fell back in love when I stumbled onto you with a broken heart. I know the same thing happened to you, something that you had to go through on your own. Sometimes it's nobody else's affair, and if you want them to leave you alone, tell them you're in. All right, all right. Hello, everybody. Show of hands. Who loves December songs? Woo! And we'll get ready, Billy Joel A to Z friends. We've got another unreleased track for you today, which we haven't had in uh, quite a while. Well, I think maybe Rosalinda, not Rosalinda's eyes. Yeah, maybe that was the last one. Yeah. Uh, this is an exclusive Billy Joel A to Z song that no one knows about except. As Paul Lawrence sings, your friends, Alan and Dave, the unreleased track, which from a listen was clearly recorded in the 80s, from what I can tell, uh, I believe 1985 to be exact, is entitled Tell Them You're In Love. The question of why it does not appear on the bridge or at least at the very least, the worthless My Lives album <laughs> will always be quite the conundrum. Obviously, there are no rankings, so I ask you, Alan Altman, I put it to you, Alan. Do you like this song as much as I do, or is this just Dave Juskow is from the 80s, and that's the name of that tune? This is definitely a Dave Juskow is just from the 80s. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's a good song. I'm not, I'm not putting this down. It's not House of Blue Light. Oh, my God. I love this song. I love I, I, it. I think it's cool, but it's, it's fine. I don't see where it would have ever fit. In his catalog, could it have been on the bridge? I don't really see it there. No, no, no. Maybe an innocent man, but um, but he wrote it after that. But goddamn, I've been listening to this song nonstop. You know, whenever we do a song, I listen to it once or twice, and then I'm done. But this, I, I, I've been listening to it nonstop. I can't get enough. It's in my head. I, I love every minute of it. This is great. I wish I could put it on the a hidden gems list, but it doesn't exist anywhere. Yeah, there's very little information about it. I think maybe he wrote it as possibly a bonus track that could have been included on Greatest Hits 1 and 2. I was thinking the exact same thing. But then it wasn't used for that. No, it wasn't. And of course, if you listen to it, there's a lot of it that could sound like you're only human in its kind of advice issues. But yeah, I believe you're absolutely right. It would never have fit on the bridge, so it was probably made for the greatest hits album now since it sounds very much it, it, it not only does it sound like a hall and oats song <laughs> but he sounds like daryl hall when he's singing it yeah which, completely yeah which of course is interesting since state of grace he you know which is a later song he wanted he he clearly had daryl hall in his mind for five years but, but everybody did because they were so goddamn popular 
between 1981 and 1985 and 1986, they were the most popular duo ever. They were selling, they had more top 10 hits, I believe, than the Beatles. Yeah, I read that they're, they're overall in music history, they're the most popular duo in yeah. terms of sales, which of is pretty time. incredible. And the, the Hall & Oates song that this reminds me of the most is Say It Isn't So. Oh, that's so funny that you say that. Okay, great. Because I just went through their entire catalog trying to find the song that it reminds me of. And I finally found it was Say It Isn't So. Okay, good. Ironically <laughs> off their greatest hits. Yeah, and which was only released in like late 83. So it was a very new song in Billy's mind when he was making this song in 85. But if I face I don't know how many bands made new songs for their greatest hits albums. I, I can't remember. It's an interesting question. It, I felt like it used to be a thing in the 80s, but the only ones I can think of are Hall and & Oates and Billy Joel. Well, I know in the 90s, Tom Petty did it. He had two new tracks on his greatest hits. But one of them was Last Dance with Mary Jane. Or Mary That's Jane's off a greatest hits album. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Well, that's interesting. So, yeah, I mean, they, people, people that were cool that uh, were real musicians and people that could write songs well into their, you know, fifties or sixties were, you know, then they were like, yeah, I don't mind putting this out. I, that's right. The cars did it too. They had a big hit off their greatest hits album called tonight. She comes. So Hall and Oates had two of them. Whereas say it isn't so and adult education, which I loved. I don't know why we used to play. This girl had this awesome car in college. And we used to open what we called the moon roof and hit that stupid adult education. I mean, nothing could look more white than <laughs> us driving around playing that song at the top of the volume at 11, going through uh, just stupid singing adult education, which is a, a stupid song. I mean, at least it really is. Yeah. At least tonight she comes by the cars is kind of fun and interesting and cool. Yeah. That's adult education is like, I like it, but it's such an odd song. And um, yeah. It's about night school, basically, right? I don't even know what it is. I told you, I, I never listen to the lyrics. I just like the, the music, and I never think about the songs. But the fact that they had two hits off their greatest hits album, just like Billy Joel did, is, you know, un even more unbelievable. They were a hit machine. So was Billy Joel. So he had two songs, which we haven't even covered yet, just off the greatest hits album to sell the greatest hits album. That's why they would put it on because you're like, oh, my God, I love this song. But I, I love this song. Tell them you're in love. I really wish this was on an album. You're absolutely right. It fits nowhere 
in the Billy Joel catalog. I assume he thought of that in advance, and it really does. It probably was. He must have hundreds of these songs recorded, produced, and just never went anywhere. And it's just really unfair that he's just that that my lives compilation album doesn't have everything we want yeah right but it feels like maybe he took some of the ideas of this song and did repurpose them because like a matter of trust as far as like what the content of the song's lyrics are a matter of trust is sort of similar because this song is talking about a guy who was all alone and then he stumbles upon a woman let's assume it's christy brinkley with a broken heart she's feeling pain and that's a lot of what we, that he talks about in a matter of trust as well, that she has to kind of, you know, get over her past pain. Don't hold that against him. Well, these lyrics are pretty bad, too. I mean, I have them written <laughs> down. I was lost in this lie, just another tragic end to a hopeful start. But I fell back in love when I stumbled onto you with a broken heart. Well, it's not horrible. I know the same thing happened to you, something that you had to go through on your own. Sometimes it's nobody else's affair. And if you want them to leave you alone, tell them you're in love. They will understand. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I've been trying to decipher. What does that mean? I think maybe it means like if the tabloid press is like poking questions, why are you guys acting this way? Why are you like the way you are? You can just say, I'm in love. And then that's enough for them to say, oh, okay, fine. Oh, I never thought about that. I was just thinking it was stupid that he's like, just tell them in your love, you're in love. Just, just say it. Then it's easy. They'll shut up. I didn't understand that either. Here's some more. When I look in your eyes <laughs> i love it <laughs> um when i look in your eyes i can see that you've gone through your own share of pain and i hear here when you cry there are feelings you have that words can never explain you know the same thing happened to me didn't think i'd ever catch on fire again yep you mm-hmm. find yourself at a loss for words but darling when you need to answer your friends just tell them you're in love they'll understand Huh? <laughs> how are these lyrics i don't know i can't imagine shouting these out at msg and then the, the bridge is everybody says you're not listening something is wrong where have you been hiding so long and that's the bridge <laughs> yeah yeah well between you and me it ain't nobody's business to know where you've been even so even though they're aware they can never be a part of the world we're in you know the same thing happens to everyone at one time or another it's true which i think is there it's completely like you're only human you'll be forgiven for all your silence if they want communication from you just tell them you're in love they'll understand these lyrics are awful it's yeah well you know it feels like one of those songs which we've had in the past where he like wrote lyrics and then eventually changes the lyrics completely so it's like a these rhinestone days becomes i've loved these days and the end of the world becomes elvis presley boulevard like this tell them you're in love was probably like a placeholder and eventually it would have been like Try the meatball sub <laughs> and a bag of clams. <laughs> right, right. No, you're absolutely right. That makes a lot of sense that these lyrics were almost placeholders. And if he had put it on the album, they probably would have changed. I really like this song. I see it. You know, it's, I mean, the, the Hall and Oates thing is just sick, ridiculous. The similarities. I'm so glad you found the say And so I was looking for it all day yeah, it's exactly like, that song right that's what the, is the that's song the one. it's close it's close and then um it's also a little bit of steely dan too kind of mixed in i thought little little combination of the two yeah maybe like the drum sound it's got a little jazziness to it yeah i also hear uh, there's like the 
at the 241 mark, he kind of just goes like, whoa, whatever. You know, he has like a whoa, whoa, whoa kind of moment there, which sounds a lot like Benny Mardones in Into the Night. Do you know that song? No. Oh, it's terrible. But anyway, the way the way Billy happens to do that, whoa, is like spot on with this awful song. Uh, I'm surprised you don't know that. It was a big hit in 1980. Benny Mart what? Benny Mardones, Into the Night. Well, I probably do know it. I probably it's literally it, it's the creepiest song ever written. Oh, but it was a hit. It's about a guy in love with a 16 year old and he looks like he's in his mid 40s. She's just 16 years old. Leave her alone, they say. Are you sure you're not talking about it in the middle of the night? No, that's a song by Billy Joel. Yes, my bathroom break song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my new bathroom break song. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I was, again, looking at Hall and Oates, and they, I, I, I get the feeling, you know, it's so funny that Billy Joel only had three, as we were talking about in our last episode. And tell her about is one of them. He doesn't even play him anymore. And Hall and Oates had, off the top of my head, uh, like five. Or something, and there's still, you know, you think they'd actually have more, but that's how hard it is to get a, a hits five is still pretty good. But during that time, you know, they they're still they had so many top tens. You start with Kiss on my list, Private Eyes, Out of Touch, Man Eater, You Make My Dreams, I Can't Go for That, Rich Girl. Those those were all number one. Besides, You Make My uh, Dreams Come True, and then Say It Isn't So went to number two. Now. You're only human. I think only went to you know that might have gone to nine or something, but I, the other one went to thirty four. So to have again a greatest hit go to number two, he that 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 came out in eighty three. Like you said, he had to have been thinking that way. And like I clearly, if if he's thinking, I want State of Grace to be sung by Daryl Hall. These guys are in his head, and I don't know why. I mean, there's, I, I don't think there's any connection between Hall and Oates and Billy Joel. I don't. He never. Only State of Grace. Do we know that he ever even thought about him? But again, I guess every musician was second guessing everything when these guys just bought it <laughs> over those couple of years. Not after their greatest hits album, they were so popular. After the greatest hits album, that that big bam boom. Was was which which isn't a great album. Just I mean, it went nuts with their uh, the song like their songs, and it's it's not great, but it was like and then and then the, and then it was just over, and it wasn't like Billy Joel where he goes, "I'm retiring." It was just over for them. Yeah. <laughs> they had that they, they album. Put, they put out like twelve more albums that all stunk. Yeah, and it's just weird. Uh, Daryl Howell had a solo album which is actually really good, and then it was just over. I mean, it was weird. Yeah. Well, everyone has a certain peak. Billy had his peak a little bit earlier than theirs. But, um, you know, they had a similar career to Billy in that it took a few albums before they even had a hit. 
So well, that, that's because they were an actual band, you know. So it's okay. They they made they it really did. It took a couple albums, but I mean, they had Rich Girl in 1977. But I mean, Billy. But they were, pretty, but they were releasing albums since 1972. I think. Yes, yes, yes. Time. They were releasing albums, but they're not like Billy in the sense of Billy just had albums that were amazing. They had hits off albums. They had one song off an album before uh big bam boom you know yeah. they, they just had that that's the way most of them went that's what makes you know billy joel so unbelievable if you're talking the stranger 52nd street and glass houses just three in a row just like before we even get into the innocent man he we're talking about from 1977 to 1980 he had multiple hit albums that was pretty much unheard of so i get i, I really feel like for these guys to come along and then you know, have these songs and be so popular. I think a lot of people were trying to emulate them, which seems weird now because their songs don't really hold up. Yeah, they kind of have that 80s corny factor that makes them they're popular because that, like, they're a little bit just got likes. What I didn't hear it. My trick. Well, ears. I'm not going to say that, but I like it, too. I mean, look, my wife and I, you know, we're, we're younger than you are. We went to a Hall & Oates concert about five years ago. We dressed up as Hall & Oates because there's a, there's a certain camp factor to them. I know, but I told you I went there too five years ago. I also went to see Hall and Oates five years ago, and they weren't very good. I, I didn't think they were very good in concert. I was very, I was looking forward to it. I was very excited about it. And their opening band, which I believe was Tears for Fears, we've talked about this in the podcast, was ten times better. Mm -hmm. It was very disappointing. Very disappointing. Hall and Oates is amazing, and they're usually a good live band. They've, you know, they put together a band like. You know, they did the opposite, I think. I think they took their studio band and make it a touring band, unlike Billy, who did the exact opposite. Yeah, and, you know, part of their band at times was Mr. Mark Rivera. Is that right? That's right. I didn't know that. I just see uh, that guy who used to be on Saturday Night Live, G.E. Smith, in a lot of their videos, which is always fascinating because yeah. he was, you know, just so prominent and that that's never happened again in Saturday Night Live where there's been a musician who runs the Saturday Night Live band who's been known or prominent or, you know, they never show anybody. Well, is that one guy who after G.E. Smith left, they would show him the guy with like the brown curly hair kind of, but like no one knows who he is. He's Black just... guy? No, it's another white guy. Oh, I'm always kind of like I've, John Goodman. I, sometimes I drink with that black guy uh, who plays, I guess he plays, he plays, oh, he plays the guitar. I think he plays the bass maybe. And he's always prominent there too. Sometimes we uh, drink together. Cool. Yeah. Maybe, maybe one day you'll learn his name. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> well, you we're know, great I friends. I don't know who drinking. he is. Well, we drink together at a bar. You know, we don't, and we talk, but we, uh, we don't know. He might have told it to me. I haven't seen him in a long time. There's also that other girl on Saturday Night Live who looks like my niece. Like she looks like she's 12. You know, when you're always looking in the back when somebody's doing the opening monologue, mm -hmm. you're looking at the band members. It's, there's a girl that definitely looks like she's 12. She's there playing the triangle. Yeah, something like that. I can't take, you know, I can't stop looking at it because she looks like my niece and she looks too young to be up that late. <laughs> well, Alon, usually we don't do trivia when we do an unreleased song. And certainly, I mean, I know you'll have a parody ready. I'm joking, of course. But um, you, did you say you had a trivia question for me? You I know, didn't I make one. I'm, should I feel bad? I, I didn't even think twice about it. I mean, I, I probably could have easily, too, with all this Hall and Oates stuff, but I chose not to. Look, Dave, if people question you for not having a trivia question, just tell them you're in love. <laughs> they will understand. Hey, -o! awesome. 
Uh, yeah, I did write one. Yeah. Let I thought it was interesting. It. And let of course, me it, have it. I will let you have it. It's uh, it's obviously Hall & Oates related, because what Good. else can we talk about with this song? So it's a simple one. Daryl Hall converted to what religion in 1969? Oh, Judaism. Yeah. Oh, he knew. did? I was just kidding. What? I was hoping it was that answer. What? What yeah. is he, an idiot? Well, he, he was marrying his wife, so he converted to Judaism. So Daryl Hall is Jewish. We didn't know this. We thought this blonde-haired, yeah, blue-eyed we, guy we, is the opposite. Yeah, not only didn't we know it, I mean, why would anyone ever think it? I don't know, and we may have talked about this before, but I don't think so. I don't know if you're familiar with a Daryl Hall Elvis Costello song called she's not just coming to my head the only girl in town i i think it's called she's not i I can't remember she's got to stop thinking that i'm carrying this one around you know this song no i don't think so so it's a it's a daryl hall elvis costello combo this is how big this daryl hall was he's like elvis costello's like hey we should work together which again is why this song is so interesting he, i mean he just clearly billy joe's like it's like an innocent man but but if you're like i'm just gonna do an album of hall and oats songs uh so, yeah. it's so weird anyway this this song is it's great it's really great um i i loved it for years The video is unbelievable because I I thought Daryl Hall was a girl. I thought when he comes in, I thought it was a woman because he has a mane of hair, beautiful mm-hmm. blonde hair. He's gorgeous looking. And this one video, you know, he, he doesn't look like this in other videos. But for some reason, in this video, he just looked like a girl. And I remember during that time, maybe it's 85. That's what the cool thing was. He was talking about Poison and that album cover and stuff. And bon Jovi, they all look like us. So, so he looks great. But if you're going to tell me, if you're Alan Altman, are going to sit there and tell me that when I'm looking at this guy, you're going to tell me he's Jewish. Well, I'm just going to punch you right in the face because you got to be kidding me. It's true. No this Jew is- looks like that. He's, back then. <laughs> he's a practicing Orthodox Jew. He never performs on Friday nights. <laughs> 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 no, it's funny because he divorced his wife in 72, but he still, I think, kept up with the, he still considers himself, uh, he feels you know, connected to the Judaism. I watched Live from Daryl's House, which is one of my favorite shows, and I don't think they have any new ones yet, where it's such a good show. He lives upstate somewhere, like close to here, and he has all these musicians, the best of the best, come over his house, and then they play, and they have a, and they have a meal, and they cook a meal, too. Like, it's also a cooking show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've seen him work with pork. So again, Alan Altman, <laughs> if you're going to sit there and tell me. <laughs> just, I'm just telling you what I heard. I don't know. I'm just telling you hey, what I heard. I, I saw you looking at something. What, were you looking to see what he looked like in that video? No, but I was looking at when you were talking about how he looked like a woman. I was thinking to that album cover they have. Uh, oh, right. Right. From 1975. The, the album is called Daryl Hall and John Oates, but it's the two of them looking. I mean, 
Dow Hall looks completely like a woman. Right. John Oates looks like a man in makeup, but with his giant mustache. So almost like, a right, woman. Right. Like uh, like bosom buddies almost, right? right. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me in a way of like the Piano Man album cover where Billy Joel also has this like oh, ghostly womanly look to him. Yes. Yeah, that was the thing. The androgynous thing that David Bowie kind of started and everybody copied. And now Harry Styles is doing as well. Or, no. Yeah. Harry Styles from. Uh, yeah. Year. Here's an interesting factoid I just read. <laughs> You'll like this. Uh, so John Oates used to be in a band called Valentine with what actor's brother? Joe Pesci. Think of, think of a Philadelphia connection. Uh, oh, uh, Frank Stallone. Yeah, he was in a band with Frank Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. What were we talking? We were talking about Teller about it. That's right. Last week, and uh, he Billy Joel had to bump off also Frank Stallone for uh, doing the soundtrack to Saturday Night Fever Part Two. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. Listen, the '80s were a fun time. People don't seem to get it. Yes, am I from the 80s? Absolutely. But it was a fun time of just nonsense and comedy. They, they just don't have decades like that anymore. Maybe the 50s and the 80s. That's it. I'm so we should. About, it's every 30 years. So I mean, the 2010s were like this, too. But but they weren't. So they weren't. we're talking about the fashion. We're talking about the music and just uh, television, movies, all of it. Hilarious. Every bit of it. The president. <laughs> like everything was a joke. So you're saying the, Reagan was like a, a funny, like joke of a president. Uh, you could just take that from back to the future alone. <laughs> well, who's, who's vice president? Jerry Lewis. I mean, it's, uh, I suppose Jane Weinman is a secretary of stimulus, whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, uh, the actor, I mean, it, yeah, right. He is funny. I no, mean, I know, but I'm that thinking I became president is funny. It, it is I'm, I'm just because you're comparing the 50s and the 80s. I'm like, if Reagan was like the people consider Eisenhower back then, like that guy was hilarious. The freaking general from World War Two thinks he could be president. I Mamie Eisenhower was one of my favorite first ladies. Yeah, I know. You had a cat named Mamie. <laughs> I liked her and I also enjoyed best Truman's work. She's good. She's good. She's good. Oh, she's good. She's very good. Anyway, this song is my new numbers. Wow, we'll call this uh, numbers three, numbers, numbers four. four. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, look, this is a John release track. There's not going to be any other information. It's a short show. I love this song. I hope you like it too. The I know you're all going to make fun of me. I don't care. I'm going to listen to the song nonstop. I really wish I could put it on the Spotify list. I'm going to listen to it when we f- stop this podcast as well. I love this song. Tell them you're in love. That's why I think I could put it on Spotify because they're not going to recognize it. <laughs> yeah billy will never admit that this was a song hero exactly you probably won't even admit it either those guys did they just play tell them you're in what it's just like if we went to him and said play tell them you're in love he would be like i never wrote a song like that it's, it's not even in his big laminated book he couldn't even find it in there this is my new december song i'm i'm bringing up a poster tell them you're in love tell them you're in love <laughs> well folks that was tell them you're in love yeah. if you like our podcast <laughs> what <laughs> I'm sorry, I was getting excited. I was lost in this lie. Just another tragic end to a hopeful start. But I fell back in love. Say, 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 we like to be the strangers at the party to rebels in a shell. 
Sei. <risos> Sei, Luciano. Folks, that was Tell Them You're In Love. We have fun. <laughs> if you like our podcast, be sure to go to Apple and give us five stars. We release new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. So At make least sure give you us four stars. Four, yeah, for this episode, you can give us three. We can't three ask four. for five. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow us on social media at Billy Joel A to Z to give us some feedback. Had you ever heard this song before? Do you sure. think it's a... Do you think it's a hidden gem? Oh, yes. Oh, please. Should it have been included on the Greatest Hits album? At least volume three. Why was Billy Joel obsessed with Hall & Oates? That we'll never know. And <laughs> does Dave loving this song make you question his taste on every other Billy Joel song? Oh, you have to. I think they already know. Our listeners already know. Yeah, <laughs> they've been I suspecting it for a while. taste, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Just Cow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Another unreleased track gem. When I look in your eyes, I can see that you've gone to your own share of pain. And I hear, hear when you cry. There are feelings you have that words can never Just tell them you're in love mm, They will understand Just tell them you're in love They will understand Everybody said you're not listening Something is wrong
just tell them you're in love. 